Welcome to Becoming Divine. My name is Julia Wesley. I'm a professional medium and a channel for my guides. And today I have guest Janessa McKenzie with us. Janessa is a spiritual business and mindset coach. And today we're going to talk about how to use the lunar cycle in your life and in your business and in everything that you do. So thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me, Julia. I'm excited to be here. I see that your human design is a reflector, which... Yeah. I find fascinating. I'm a manifester. I don't know much about it, but I do know that working with the lunar cycle is something that I really do, even not taking into account my human design. And so I was wondering if you could tell us how you got into the lunar cycle, why you decided to keep working with it, how it works for you. Yeah, absolutely. I have always loved the moon, like from I think the day I was born, which is ironic. And being a reflector in human design is, if nobody knows what that is, it means I have no defined centers. So all of the information that I take in, I have no specific way that I interpret anything. So it's like just being this big open person walking around. But the cool thing is that I can see things from a million different perspectives. And my clients love it because I can pinpoint their baloney. And intuitively, I can be like, we need to talk about this thing and just add the conversation that way. But they also love that I can talk to them about the moon cycles and the energy of the moon cycles. It's like this natural energy that we forgot we had because people use this for thousands and thousands of years to plant crops and they knew by the moon when their animals on their farms mm -hmm. were going to mate and then be born all of these amazing things like people just lived by the moon cycles nowadays here we are in age of like ridiculous technology where everyone's just i depend on my phone to tell me when to do things or especially in business you're like oh, I have to get this done today. And then it feels like crap. You just feel like I don't want to do this today. I don't want to be pushing through today. Or you've got all this energy and you're like, oh my gosh, what's happening? So there are eight phases to the moon. There are four main phases, but there are eight total phases of the moon and they all have a different energy. So I can go through them just quickly and touch on what kind of energy. And then you can ask me any questions you have after that. How's that sound? Sure. So far, it sounds like working with the moon sometimes requires a lot of waiting. Yes, sometimes mm. it does. You have to be patient, which is not my strong suit either. <laughs> but sometimes when you get into it and you're like, oh, and you really pay attention and you follow the energies, you're like, this month was way easier. So like tracking how you're feeling, what you're doing, and just understanding, it, it helps you look more into yourself too. Because mm -hmm. how many of us go, okay, on this day, some of us do, we have a diary or journal, whatever. But when you're like, okay, the moon was new this day, and I felt like this that day, and I got this done today, and that made me feel this way. And you do that for a lunar cycle, you really start to see patterns and cycles and your own energy. Because it, while the moon's energy has certain phases, some of us have different feelings or energies in different phases. So it's really just getting to know yourself better too. And then which helps you in your life and your business go okay, I'm going to plan this for when I'm feeling this way. Okay. That's a good idea. It requires a lot of forethought and planning. Again, 
not my strong suit. I normally just act whenever a thought comes to me or inspiration hits me and then I just do it. But that's an interesting thought and it makes me wonder, people who menstruate, do they have their own sort of like individual lunar cycle for lack of a better term? And does it always have to sync up with the actual moon? It does not have to sync up with the actual moon. Mm-hmm. If you start following the, the lunar cycles though, it could possibly sync up with the moon, which is freaking amazing because then you're like oh really when I really don't feel good like you're crampy or you're cranky or whatever it is it's time to relax and rest and just go within anyways so you're like oh thank goodness like now I feel like I don't have to and I'm air quoting here have to do these things like we never have to do these things and if you understand your own energetic cycle then you'll know when you're like, okay, I do have to push through this a little bit or no, I really don't. And I'm going to listen and just go Netflix and chill or whatever it is. So can people have different feelings and themes and reactions during the lunar cycle? So maybe not necessarily everyone feels relaxed at the same time of the cycle. Yeah. Absolutely. I think a lot of that is based on what we have going on in our lives at the time, because we'll plan things and we'll, you know, be like, oh, I have to do these things today. And then we're we're like, oh, but today is the day that the moon says that I'm supposed to be doing this, but I can't do that because I have to do this. I think if you really stay in tune and really follow the cycles. It might be a little more difficult for mamas or people Mm -hmm. that are in a higher executive corporate position to do this and really hone in on it. Don't get me wrong. It's still totally possible. It's all just about really looking at yourself, your emotions, your energy on the certain days, whether or not you're following what the energy of the moon is that day. It's important enough for you to just realize how you were feeling that day. So in your business and the way that you use the moon for you, do you follow, I'm assuming, the cycles? Yeah, I do the best I can. That's all we can do. Uh, But I will plan, like in business, I will plan my month based on what the energy of the moon is. So I live in New England, so we have four very distinct seasons here. And it's just like that. Like the moon cycle is just like that. There is a beginning, which is winter. And then there's a spring, like things start growing. And then there's a summer where you're like full-blown energy manifesting party. And then the energy starts to decrease a little bit. So it's like a fall and then it goes back to winter. So it's this consistent cycle, except it's just monthly. So I know when I want to just write a bunch of content or record a bunch of podcast episodes or whatever it is, because that's when the inspiration's coming. That's when it's action time. And then I know when I'm like, I'm going to not do too much in these few days because I want to just crawl under a blanket with some hot tea and watch Netflix or read a book. The energy that I bring into my business, I want it to be exciting and fun and joyful and all of those things. So if I'm not feeling those things that day, then I don't want to show up in a way that I'm not being those things. So So, yes, I plan that way in my business. So can you go into the moon phases like individually and how you work with them? Yeah, absolutely. So the first phase is the new moon. 
it doesn't look like there is a moon in the sky. It's totally dark. And that is the very first phase. It lasts for about a day. And it happens when the moon is resting between the sun and the earth. So there's no sunlight hitting the moon. That's how we see the moon. And that energy is like introspection, self-analysis, self-reflection. It's also a fresh start. It's like the clean slate. This is where I set intentions and I have uh, a monthly moon meet in my membership that we all get on Zoom and we set our intentions, we do meditation and we like talk through it because sometimes when you're like, I need to set an intention, you're like, I don't even know what to do this month. So Mm -hmm. you can get that block. So it's really nice to have people to bounce ideas off of that way, but it's an intention setter. So whatever you want to call in it's what do you want to manifest this month or how do you want to be showing up this month it's not necessarily a tangible goal it's more how do you want to be showing up so we set our intentions it's like planting the seeds of what you want so the next phase is the waxing phase but there's two phases in this phase so it's waxing crescent is the next one where you're going to start to see the moon and it looks like your thumbnail in mm-hmm. the sky. The energy is growing because the moon's getting bigger and it is time to really anchor into those intentions and start taking smaller steps. This is a time for planning. So this is when I will plan my month out. So new moon, I'm like going, okay, what do I want to do in my business this month? And then waxing crescent is planning it all out. What are the things that I need to do? How am I going to get there? And let's put this on the calendar to make sure it gets done. So it's growth, bringing things in and anchoring into your intentions. And you are focusing on one thing. This is another one of the hard parts, (laughs) following the moon cycle, focusing on the one thing. So what was your intention? That is what you're going to focus on. And it's a really great time to practice like visual visualizations. I can never get that word out and affirmations and really feeling what your intention is as if it's done. And then the next phase, it is a half moon and this is growth, self-healing, spiritual growth. Again, energy is growing. So from the new moon to the full moon, it's all growing abundant energy. And in business, this is the time that you're taking action. This is the time where you're inviting people into into your sphere, like on an action level. We're always doing that. We're always creating content. We're always being like, hey, over here. But this is the time where we're like, boom, here I am. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's time to step towards your goals for the month, actually taking the actions towards your goals. Okay, now we're going to do waxing gibbous. So this waxing gibbous moon happens about 10 days after the new moon and it lasts for about three days and this is where we need to get a little patient so we did a whole bunch of stuff the last couple weeks we Mm -hmm. set our intentions we planted seeds we took some action and now we have to like see what's growing it's time to just recognize the power of the universe and just let it take control Mm -hmm. where a lot of us don't like to give up control. Yeah. A lot of us are like, you don't want me to do anything? It's not that I don't want you to do anything. I want you to be consistent. The moon wants you to be consistent, but this isn't push through. This is a being consistent and just seeing what happens. Like you just put everything into motion. 
Now let the universe work for you. And it's a really good time to also analyze and to plan your next move and just have faith. And it's only three days, guys, three days, (laughs) right? (laughs) It's three days. Just take a breath and plan. What's your next move going to be? What's happening? How are things coming in? Recognize what you have done so far and be proud of that and be like, oh, okay, this thing's working. This thing's not working, especially in business. We test and we see what works and what doesn't. And this is a good time to do that. And if you have a spiritual practice and you use any tools or an altar, anything like that, this is a great time to cleanse your stuff, Hmm. cleanse your space, cleanse your tools, bless your altar. This is a good time to just clean up. And then we fall right into the mother of all energy, the full moon. And this is like the no joke, holy crap, manifesting abundant energy and super, super important to realize that what you think do say is all going to be amplified during this time. So if you have a mind trash or you talk crappy to yourself or you're like, I can't do this, all those things. Like we, I get it. I'm not saying anything because I have done it and I still catch myself sometimes doing it. So just remember that when you have those thoughts, especially during this full moon energy, they're going to get amplified and that you're going to call in that. So try not to call in that. If mm-hmm. you do catch yourself having those thoughts, don't feel like, oh my God, I just screwed everything up and I'm going to call in all this crappy th- stuff mm-hmm. because you're not, you recognized it. Now you can flip it. So don't feel like you screwed it all up because I, I get that a lot with clients. They're like, oh my God, I thought today that it wasn't going to work. And it's a full moon. And I'm like, it's okay. What did you do right after that? Because that's the key. You said this and you thought this, but you recognized it. What did you do right after it? Or what did you think right after it? And don't down yourself for feeling that because you're human. It happens. So this is really powerful energy. If you do rituals or spells or anything like that, this is like the booster for those things. And this is where you'll also see the culmination of everything that you've been doing during the waxing phase come together. So things should start to blossom from all the actions that you've taken. And social interactions are really favored, which if you look back in history, why people had full moon parties or full moon rituals or whatever it was they were doing, they would all come together on a full moon. It's Mm -hmm. like party time. It's like celebration, party time, and like reaping the rewards of what you've been doing for the past two weeks. And if for some reason you don't, you know, see anything actually blooming Mm -hmm. during this full moon phase, it's okay. What you're going to celebrate is you doing all the actions. Like you did all these things. And it will come to fruition. You just have to stay consistent. When we manifest something, it's not like it happens right away. Mm -hmm. It's you telling the universe, this is what I want. And then the universe showing you how to get there. But you have to be open enough to listen or see the breadcrumbs it's leaving for you to go get it. Right. Mm -hmm. And again, this is a powerful time to visualize and gratitude is huge during the full moon because gratitude actually raises your vibration to the level to match what it is that you desire. So write a gratitude list. 
every single little thing. I love the pen that I am writing with right now. Like even nitty gritty, silliest things that you might not even realize that you're grateful for. Just write it down a list and feel the gratitude for everything that you're writing. I love to do like a ritual bath on a full mm. moon. And I, I have a couple of bath recipes that I'd ha I'm happy to share with you and your audience as well that I can, you know, send to you. It's just like Epsom salt herbs. And then you, again, it's an intention. You set an intention and you take your bath and then you just let go what you don't want anymore because we're doing all these actions and we're planting all these seeds and sometimes the weeds will pop up. So how can I make sure this weed doesn't pop up again? So it's kind of like you're weeding and you're throwing the weeds out, but all these beautiful flowers are popping up everywhere. So then when we go from the full moon, now we're decreasing. So after the full moon, we have a waning gibbous which is the moon, it, it looks full, but there's like a little piece missing. And this is the time to start letting go and making space. This brings in the opportunity to remove and eliminate the negative energies that you may have picked up in the last few weeks because we're humans on this earth and we're bombarded with news and people and information all the time. This gives you an opportunity to just like even if you don't really even know it's there to just slough off the negative energy that you probably have picked up. This is also that phase where it's like the reminder that you do need to slow down. Mm -hmm. This is like, we're starting to hit the break, especially entrepreneurs. We tend to push through or just go, no, wait, this got to get done. I have this to-do list, blah, 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 all these things. And the moon tells you, wait, you're a human. You need to think about yourself too. And often we forget, to think, <laughs> we forget to think about ourselves, which is why I love really following the moon phases because it really does take you through a season of yourself every Ooh. month. But yeah, it takes stock in what's going on around you, clear out your clutter, make space. I like to clean my desk or rearrange altar space, wash my crystals, like all those little things. Oh, and this is also, if you do spells or rituals or anything, this is a great time to start doing banishing or removal because you're decreasing and this is where you're going to start letting go. So then we get to the last quarter moon which is half, another half. And the energy of this moon is to quietly finish your removal processes and cleanses. So if you are doing a, a cleanse, like a nutritional or wellness cleanse or anything like that, mm -hmm. start it during the waning gibbous. So you have a couple of weeks to just cleanse whatever it is you want. And then you want to close any pending issues that you have for the month and renew your inner energies. And then the waxing <clears throat> crescent is the next one. And mm. now it looks like a thumbnail. And this is closure and reflection. So this is where you're going to give thanks for the cycle that ends and that it's allowing a new one to begin because that's what we just did. So it's like an entire cycle. And be thankful that we have the opportunity to do these and recognize it and understand ourselves better from it. Look back at what you've accomplished in the last month. How can you improve and keep growing? What will your intention be for the new moon? This is a good time to perform rituals of gratitude and relaxation, which also indicate conclusion. So then 
we do that. It's like literally letting go. And it is, I like to do energy cleansing. Like I do a bath every single phase because one, I love baths. And two, it just helps me ground into that specific energy. And then we just go back to the new moon and we start it all over again. Okay. So that really makes sense back when we were all living off the land and not somewhat artificially like we are now. That it's very much, it seems like long-term planning, you know? Yeah. 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 It can be long-term planning or it doesn't have to be long-term mm-hmm. planning. A month, if you think about it, really isn't that long. We're already almost three months into a brand new year. And I feel like we just <laughs> flipped the year. Like, it really goes faster than you think it does. So I would recommend trying it for a month, mm-hmm. doing your best to follow the energies for a month and just see how it changes how you perceive what's going on in your own life or your business. It's really more about you and how you're showing up in both of those things. If your kids have dance class and you're like, oh, I got to run my kids around all day this day, but it's supposed to be a closing energy. You still got to run your kids around all day. It's not like that. It's more just that maybe your patience is going to be a little thin that day because it is a decreasing energy. But We have six things that we have to bring our kids to that day. And you're like, okay, so I'm going to go get a coffee. And then while my kids are in dance class, I'm going to sit in the car and meditate for 15 minutes. Or just remember to always be thinking about how you can manage your energy through it. So in terms of letting go, that's a hard one. Mm -hmm. Right. And to spend so much time letting go and releasing, especially in this society that we've got set up, that seems almost impossible. No, it's totally not impossible. You just have to set the intention to do it. It's a choice. As with everything we do, it's a choice. So if you want to let something go, then you find the best way to let it go for you. It doesn't mean that you let it go and it's never going to come back again, but it's like a boundary. You're like, okay, I no longer want to have this in my life, or I no longer want to call these things in. I no longer want to feel like I am frustrated when the kids are jumping on my bed because you can flip that too, right? The kids Mm -hmm. are jumping on your bed and you're like, No, get on the bed and jump with them. Find the joy. I think that's really the biggest thing is just when you're releasing, Mm -hmm. it's more about how are you finding joy instead of releasing things. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? It does. Especially when we're talking about manifesting and how there is that point in time where you got to let that little baby bird idea go. And you're like, no, it's not ready. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's what it is too. It's like releasing the how, mm-hmm. because especially in manifesting, you have no idea how it's coming. You just are manifesting the thing. It could come in any way, shape or form. It's like that. You can let things go just like that too. doesn't matter how you're just releasing it from your energy. You're just releasing it from your energy. Mm. That's a really interesting, I don't think many people think of it that way. I think a lot of people think, I'm just going to stop thinking about it, or I'm just going to ignore it. Right. Yeah. Yes. 
yeah, we don't have to always be doing something. It doesn't take action to release. It takes intention and just the belief that you can let it go. I, I think sometimes it almost feels like the acceptance of the thing that you're trying to let go. Okay. Yes. And yeah, absolutely. And you should, again, depending on what it is that you're trying to let go, mm -hmm. you have to acknowledge it before you can let it go. Like you have to know it's there and be like, I want to release that. I want to let that go. And sitting in the feeling with it too. If right. you're sitting in that feeling with the thing that you don't want, you have to know how that thing feels in order to release it in order to change how you feel inside about it. What yes. did you learn from it? Because it, it was there for a reason. It was brought to you for a reason, whatever right. it was. So what did you learn from it? Feel it. Sometimes it's yucky. <laughs> Sometimes we don't want to sit in it, but it's the best thing for us. Because if you don't sit in it and acknowledge it and feel it and understand it and thank it and let it go, mm -hmm. you're really just stuffing it. Yeah. I completely agree because it's almost as if when you sit with the thing and you accept it, all of a sudden the need to control it goes away and then it stops feeling so uncontrollable. But when you're trying to like say manifest something like a new car, for example, and the idea of giving that to the universe to work with, I know people who would be like, you're crazy. I go, what do you mean I have to give the car to the universe to manifest. And I think it's just the acknowledgement that there are some things that you just can't control. You can't control the person who's going to give you that car. Like you said before, it's the how. Yeah. We don't sit on our couch and say, I want a million dollars and it appears mm -hmm. on our kitchen table. There are inspired actions we have to take that the universe is going to show us what those things are or put us in the path of the how. Whether yes. we know it's the how or not, we are going to get put on the path because the universe knows the fastest way to get you what you want. You just have mm -hmm. to listen to it. That's our problem. Actually listening to it and going, oh, <laughs> okay. Yep. And it might not make sense. You might think about it and go, oh, you want me to what? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Take the leap. It's faith. Yeah, you're exactly right. It is faith. And the belief that something or someone always has your back. Yes. And that you're not, no one's going to leave you like out to dry. And that if you are like left out to dry, there's a lesson in it. One, don't forget to take radical responsibility for your mm -hmm. life because every choice you make is yours. There is no, oh, they made me do this. Unless somebody's got a gun to your head or something, right. they can't make you do anything. And it, technically, if you really want to get down dirty with it. Even if they did have a gun to your head, it's your choice. So as always, you have a choice. Your options and, may suck, but... Uh, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Your options may suck, but which one is like the lesser of two, right? You say for you, the biggest game changer was when you said F it and you just showed up <laughs> as yourself. I'm interested because your personality is so energetic and then you're telling me your human design is reflector. And I'm like, how do these things match up for you? What is like showing up authentically? How did you figure that out? Oh, man. Good question. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while. It took me a while. Life experiences alter the way that you think about yourself sometimes, mm -hmm. whether it's from when you were a kid or when you were an adult. There's usually something that has blocked you 
from knowing exactly who you are. I still work on it every day. I still don't know exactly who I am, especially taking on enormous amounts of energy from the people around me, being a reflector and an empath, like I have to decide what's mine. So for me, it takes a little bit more work because I can walk into the grocery store and feel like a split personality sometimes. <laughs> so, and you know, grounding and protecting before I go into a place that has a lot of people in it is very important to me. Mm-hmm. And to recognize, oh, I'm feeling angry right now. Wow, what the hell am I feeling angry for? There's like no reason for that. Like, oh, it's probably not my energy. So I will just you know, quickly, I call it GCP, ground, clear, protect, like just do it in my head. Mm-hmm. And usually what I ask for when I do that is like, uh, I ground myself and then clear out any energy that isn't supposed to be mine and then protect with some kind of a shape. Like people use bubbles. Mine's a disco ball. <laughs> I use a disco ball. I just imagine a disco ball like surrounding me. I love it for a lot of reasons. I love sparkly things, but I love that I feel like energy that comes in and isn't supposed to be mine bounces off those shiny little things. And it can bounce off a bubble. It can bounce off a square. It can bounce off whatever you want it to be. I like how you said, I I have to decide what's mine. Yes. You're absolutely right on that. It has to be, what am I taking responsibility for? Do I want to? Is this... Is this, is this my that... energy to take responsibility for? Yeah, exactly. And it's because as soon as you identify with it, it becomes yours. Exactly. Right? As soon as you give it a story. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you so much for being with us, Janessa. Do you want to tell everyone how they can find you and work with you? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me in all kinds of places. My website is theelevatedentrepreneur.net. My Instagram is the underscore elevated underscore entrepreneur. They had to make it difficult for me. You can find me on Facebook. My business page is at Janessa McKenzie Coaching. And you can find me on my podcast, The Elevated Entrepreneur. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we will see you next time, everyone. Bye. Bye.